what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Off to my right on the video screen is Brian Jackson, or just the other voice you're going to hear that is not my voice on the audio podcast side. Brian, how you yeah. doing? It's just the younger, more attractive, smarter, the one you're going to want to listen to, just, just that one, right? That's mm -hmm. what you meant to say. Did I yeah, did I cut yeah. you off before you got to that or no? That was pretty much what I meant to say. Okay, so, yeah, all right. right, you got it. Yep, you got it. The youthful, <laughs> much much more youthful by like what? Yeah, three years. We're three years difference, right? Uh, three. three. Yes, we were. Yes, we so crossed I'm, over and crossed over in high school. Good. So right? I'm uh yeah, yeah so I'm 24 and you're 21. That, that checks out about right. So we're good. <laughs> oh, to be. To be young again, Alan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just I just wake up every day and say, you know, at least I'm younger than you. And it just well, kind of gets me through the day because, you know, it could be a lot well, worse. Well, you know what really makes me feel my age is watching the Wimbledon final today. Oh, my God. And uh, Alcaraz won. And, you know, when they go to interview him afterwards, they're like, and how old are you again? He's like, 20. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah. basically, he's the age of not even my oldest son. Um, he's like the age of like he's younger than my middle son. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Yeah, that's that was I mean. that was impressive, wasn't it? Did yeah, you watch the whole match? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was such a great match. I yep. after that first set, I I I just I'm like Djokovic is going just going to run away with this, and I, uh, I I was happy it went five, and I was happy it was a good game, good match. Yep. So. The youngster, the youngster. Yeah, so it's nice. Anyway, so mm. enough griping about our age. Let's uh, let's let's take our. You just talk about tennis the whole time if you want. You want to just well, do that? Talking about tennis, I'd be happy to do that too. So, um, take our sharp, nimble minds, regardless of any age we've got. Uh, our minds are still sharp. Our minds are still nimble, ready to talk technology and dig into it. And Brian, we're gonna we're gonna dig. We're gonna dig into some things today. I, I yeah, I, look, we 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 went kind of easy last week on technology. What did we talk about last week, by the way? Do you remember? <laughs> it was it was a fascinating episode, I can already tell. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't calendars. That was no, we, two we episodes break, ago. We took oh social media. We talked about threads. Yes, yes, yes. The new social okay. media. So like Correct. that was that was tech light. That was that was, you know. Now, now let's get back under the hood and talk about some 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 stuff. Uh, we're we're going to talk some more home talk home automation technology today. It's been yeah. a while since we've we've chatted about this, um, but we want to we want to dig into our home automation setup a little bit more. Thought it'd be a good time for us to do a little refresh on kind of where we are with home automation, the platforms we're using, why we're using them, and then Brian, I uh, dare I say you are. Um, considering joining joining the flock joining joining our group our little community of homekit users uh homekit is apple's home automation technology and brian has not been a homekit user for uh I have some not. time 
Uh, you've been on the Alexa uh, platform Correct. primarily, right? And, Correct. Uh, We've been on Alexa many, many years and uh, you have are, a lot uh, of different. Yeah. I, well, I am, yeah. I am toying, your toe toying with this. I am toying with your it. Toe yes. in the water. And I, yeah. I get, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Exactly. Why are you doing that? And maybe what's been your experience in that, in that so far? I think that sounds like a good plan. Yep. So far. Yep. Yeah. Let's do that. So again, for those that maybe haven't heard us talk about home, home automation in quite a while, just let's do a quick little, you know, two minute primer just to remind everybody what we're, what we're dealing with. It, to be able to automate things in your home, whether it be lights, whether it be uh, outlets, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, anything that can tie into home automation. There are basically three platforms available to use for, for most consumers. You know, you've got uh, Google's platform, which is Google Home. So devices that you get, uh, lights, light bulbs, outlets, anything that's the home automation capable, Wi-Fi capable, will tap into one of these three platforms. You've got the Google Home, you've got Alexa, which is uh, Amazon's platform, and then you've got HomeKit, which is Apple's platform. Um, Google and Alexa share a lot of resources. There's a lot of products you can get that will work with either of those platforms right off the bat. HomeKit's been the one a little more often an island. It's a little more, not every product that's made works with HomeKit natively. Uh, it's been a little bit of a sore spot for people who've been in HomeKit like me since almost the beginning. Um, but, you know, we have talked about there's some technologies that are rolling out that hopefully bridge across all three, meaning you go buy a product in the future. And as long as it supports this, uh, the matter technology, it will be able to be used in any of the three three platforms but unfortunately until that time until all those products come out that are that way you pretty much have to choose which platform yep. you're going to standardize on and use um as your one that you're going to use to automate your home um each of them have some some benefits i mean home home kit the benefit is it's native to your iphone your mac your ipad if you have that it's already built in you can turn it on and start using it right away so of course it's got a great user base for that um alexa also pretty ubiquitous i mean anybody who's got an amazon echo has already got kind of a, a starting point on that or any of the amazon uh, products the alexa products and then of course google is google i mean google just has has a lot of stuff, has a lot of services, yeah. has a lot of connectivity, especially for people on Android devices. That's already going to be built in there. So, um, so Brian, where are you right now with your home, your home automation setup? Kind of describe for me where, where you are. Yeah. So I've, uh, as I mentioned, I've been with Alexa, um, Alexa, uh, based, smart home products for mm. years. So everything that we purchased in the past has been to, to work with the Alexa, uh, the Alexa system. So we have a number of the, the dots around, which are the, the smart speakers where you can speak to it. And we have a, an, an Alexa show, which is in our kitchen, which we love. It's a, uh, a way that we can play music, but also see, you know, news on the screen, that sort of thing. So we've used that, and since that was our structure, that we had these dots, and we had kind of the ability to uh, to to speak to her throughout our house, that we right. would buy um, items that would work with Alexa. So we have a number of items through Hue, uh, through mm -hmm. Wemo, through um, 
what's some of the, what's the TP link? What is that uh, company now? Casa, 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 Casa. We have a number of these things. Wise, right? All mm-hmm. of them are capable of working with the the Amazon network. So uh, the way we have automation is we don't have a. There's not a ton of things that I've set to truly be automated. It's what we wanted was we wanted voice control of a lot of things. So, so you want to my key to, is not necessarily yeah. automation, but voice. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good distinction. So when yeah. we say home automation, yeah, it's not always that we're truly automating services. It's that we have the ability to control um, right. the things we want through different vehicles, whether it be our voice, whether it be an app, whether it be you know, um, some other way. That's the, yeah. When we say home automation, it's broader than just going in and saying, I want my lights to come on at six o'clock at night. Right. That is a piece of it. That's automation, but it's also just as much saying, I want to be able to have my voice to say, turn on this light or shut down this, this, uh, yeah. this appliance or whatever it may be. So, yeah. So it's a little bit more on the efficiency side, right? All of that is about efficiency, right? For us, automation, if I tell it to, make sure my garage door is always closed at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. If it happens to be left open, make sure it closes, right? That's automation because I might forget. Uh, but mm-hmm. we really wanted ease of being able to do things um, like going into a room and saying, you know, turn on living room lights and have the things turn on rather than having to go and stumble for the lamp and click it on all of that. So we've been doing that for a long time and, and have loved it. We've, uh, we've gotten, um, you know, fairly comfortable with that we don't touch a lot of light switches. So don't have to touch a lot mm-hmm. of light switches. Um, and and we tie some things together so that if we say living room, it really represents lots of things. And all of those can come on together rather than each individual light. So that's the way we've been operating. That's our, that's our smart home um, kind of capacity right now. Yeah. The problem, the problem that I have, one, I, I love the interface of HomeKit. I mean, I, I love the fact that the idea of being able to integrate it better within the Apple ecosystem, uh, mm-hmm. my smart home capabilities, which, you know, Alexa doesn't always do very well. Um, I will say it does a pretty good job of things like, you know, when we're when we're fixing dinner, we'll say, you know, Alexa, play music. And it's tapping into our Apple Music account mm-hmm. to play music. So that's great. So there's a, there's talking between the two. They're working well, together sure. in a way, yeah. right? Uh, I think Alexa and even I think I think even Google has some sort of uh, connection yeah, where integration. you can work yep. with Apple Music, which is nice if you have an Apple yep. Music account. Um, yeah, there's there's a little crossover. Yeah, but you know the, the thing you can't do very well is run some of those automations elsewhere when you're away from the home. Mm. So when I'm away from the home, if I wanted to, oh my gosh, I forgot to do something. I forgot to turn the lights off on this. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have to go into my Alexa app, open the Alexa app, talk to it, tell it what I want it to do, and then have it connect. Whereas it is really nice with Siri to be able to just say that as I'm driving because my phone's next to me and just say the hey S word, have her wake up, say go do this and make sure this happens, right? So that the not necessarily the automation, but the ease of being able to do voice commands is great within the home, the way we have it set up right now. It's not necessarily great out of the home. Uh, and it's also, you know, not the not the ideal environment for a number of uh, 
future devices, I think that could be really useful. You know, there's a number of things I'd love to to get into, like a smart lock like you have and some of that. But but when I do that, I really want to get to a more robust platform, which I think HomeKit is. But uh, we'll talk about in a minute. It's got its limitations too. So so that's where I am. I'm trying to figure out, can I, one, can I do the full switch? And if I can't do the full switch, can I have both active and will that be problematic, right? Can I, can I have both HomeKit and Alexa active so that voice could be a one and some of the other integrations be on the other? And, and really your you know. question is, can like, like a HomeKit and Amazon lay claim to the same devices right? at the same time? Because I yeah. know you can have both platforms running at the same time yep. if you've got hubs or devices that, that, that are tied into it. The key is, though, if you want to be able to say, I want to turn that light on and I want to be able to use my voice through Siri to do it, or I want to be able to use uh, yeah. another uh, an, uh, an app on my Alexa or Alexa device to do it. Can right. they both be controlling that device through different commands at the same time? Yeah. And maybe I'll cut to the chase. They can. I know they can. Yeah. Right. The problem that I have is really about stability, right? Mm-hmm. Is it eventually going to get unstable to where one is going to not catch one of what are the things that the other one does and know that it's turned yeah. on and off and all of this. I'm just worried about having both. I think we can live with, you know, listen, if we're talking to our phone, we're saying the S word. If we're talking anywhere else in the house, we're saying the A word, right? We, we, we should be able to do that and eventually get to the point where we maybe move to mm-hmm. one. But, uh, but, you know, when you go through and set these things up and again, we're talking about third party, third party uh, products that are then kind of imported into a ecosystem connected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and having them connect multiple ways, doing the same thing. It it makes me a little bit nervous and how, how stable it's going to be over time, but we'll see. And now there's another piece to it. When of course Mm -hmm. we've talked, which is what we'll get into a little bit is I'm also worried about the stability of having non home kit devices that I yeah. am doing a workaround to get to work yeah. within home kit. <laughs> we'll get that's to that a little bit later. That's, that's yeah. a whole nother thing. So I have a lot of stability questions. I will tell you, Brian, even though everything in my house that I've got tied together is all home kit. I mean, it is all working through home kit. I don't, I, I can't tell you the last time I opened up Amazon Alexa app, or because uh, we do have like one device around that I think was an Alexa device. Uh, I have never even looked at the Google uh, home yeah. environment. Yeah. So I'm all in on, I'm all bought in. I drank the Kool-Aid. I am in on the home kit side. Uh, but every time I'm adding a device to my home kit platform, I feel like the old days of when I used to have to work on PCs and you're adding peripherals or you're adding things to it and you just say something just doesn't work and you don't know why because there's like five different places now where something could be wrong. Yeah. Kind of the way I feel like when we're building these home kit systems because we are using other vendors, other manufacturers' devices. We're using different types of protocol that they're using to communicate with each other. There's different setup process for each. And sure enough, you know, it's very... Uh, it's about a 30% fail rate. And anytime I try to set something up, I know one out of three times, it's not going to work right. And I'm either going to have to reset the box, the device, or I'm going to have to do something else. I don't know if that's HomeKit specific 
or if that's right. just home automation and home controlling in general. So um, it, it's it's not the cleanest process. I, that's why I got so excited when I heard about the the matter announcements mm -hmm. and trying to standardize things. I'm like, that could be great. But, you know, I've got my first device that is a matter equipped device and it was still kind of a pain set up. I mean, yep. Yep. You know, it was still a setup. It was still a bear to set it up. It's still, I had to go through it a couple different times to get it to work. Look, I love the fact that it was not a home kit approved device initially, but now I can use it because it's got the matter upgrade on it and it, it will work. So I like having capability to it, but it is still, it's still not a smooth process. So I'd love to hear your experiences yeah. with HomeKit, and if that's if that's something you're experiencing at the same way, or if there's other complications you're getting into with it, maybe we can kind of compare our notes on this. So, so, so am I on the, I am on the therapy couch right now. I can yeah. bear my soul yep. here for you and, uh, so, and let you know what's Brian, going on. Tell me about your. HomeKit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me, let me tell you my home kit experience so far. So this was uh, mainly uh, a weekend uh, exploration where, okay. Um, well, okay, let me back up, Alan. So you turned me on to a device uh, many, many episodes ago, um, a Quora, a Quora, mm -hmm. A-Q-A-R-A. Yeah. A-Q-A-R-A. Mm -hmm. And a Quora is one of these third party systems that yeah. they they have i think they have light bulbs i think they have plugs mm -hmm. they, have, they have all sorts of things right yeah. but one of the things that they had that you uh mentioned getting which i had been looking for and trying to figure out a way to do which i thought would be a lot simpler than than having to go with a new i thought they'd be plenty of these out there but they're not they're is not, the, yeah. the the micro switch uh mini switch i think they call yeah. it yeah and it's a small button alan you've you have I have one here for those on video it. can see it's Thank just a you. small little push button yep. device. Uh, there's a few yep. manufacturers that make these. Aquara is one of them. This is not an Aquara, but it looks just like it. Just has a big yep. round imprint in the middle for the button. But uh, same right. idea. You press it and it does something. And uh, yep. you can program it to do a double. Yep, see, I program mine to turn my lights off and they just turned off. So I can nice. program it to turn them on and they just turn on. So that's the way it works. So. I love that, right? And the reason that I wanted one of those, which you and I think we've talked about as well, is we have, I love the fact that we have a uh, an automation set up in our house that if I say, Alexa, good night, every light that's in the house anywhere would turn off. I, luckily, I'm in my office where there's no, okay. there's no voice. No. <laughs> you are and also, there's no light here either. So. You are Alexa free in that room. So. I'm Alexa okay. free right okay. now. If I don't speak too loudly. Um but, you know, at any point in time, we can say, Alexa, good night. And any light that we happen to have left on turns off. So we know we don't have lights on at night, um, which is great. And, you know, there are ways of also even setting up and saying, make sure our garage door is closed, make sure these things have happened, right? That we kind of have a layer of these things in there. And we'll use that. But the problem is my wife and I go to sleep at different times. She'll go. And then later when I come, uh, I don't want to use my voice <laughs> To wake her up to say good night. Um, so I was hoping to find just a button, a simple button on the side of the table that I could click and it would go through that routine so that I don't have to use voice. Now, could I pull up my phone, open up the Alexa app, click the button that is that routine? Yes, but I really didn't want to do that. I wanted something simple. 
I wanted to be able to reach in the middle of the night if I happen to forget about it and press it and have it do its thing. But um, to do that, there isn't just buttons that you buy that automatically fit in with everything else that you're doing. It's a whole new system for me. So Aquora was the one that I went with. There's there's several that do this, but each one requires their own hub, or at least I found they all require their own hub. I don't know if you've seen any that don't have a hub. Uh, any buttons? Not, not the little buttons. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted something simple, right? I didn't want, I didn't want to do anything other than me program it to respond in a particular way. So I bought two of those. I was going to put one in the bedroom. I was going to put one downstairs kind of in our movie room, which is dark as you walk in. So I could click it, have the lights turn on and not have to, you know, use voice, not have to go stumble for the remote control, all of that stuff. Right. So I thought that would be super easy. I think price wise, they were what the uh, I bought them on Prime Day. So they were a little Mm -hmm. bit cheaper. But, you know, two buttons and and a hub, I think, together were maybe... 60 bucks, something like that. All three of those pieces. Oh, right. yeah. Unfortunately, that hub is always going to be the price. I like the fact right. the buttons themselves are pretty affordable, but you still got to get that one-time hub purchase, which yep. Yep. I never like, but oh well. And I do like the fact that this hub is easier to um, set up than some of the other hubs. You know, yeah. like, a, mm-hmm. like a Hue, Hue Light hub has to go in through your network. So it's got right. an Ethernet port. This one does not. And I was worried that this would, because if it did, I don't have any ports available. So I was thinking now I have another purchase I have to make to do some sort of, is this your, is just plug into the wall. I was going to say, you're, is it one of the round ones that the, just yep. plugs right into the wall? It's just like plugs into the wall and immediately connects to your Wi-Fi yeah. when you tell it how to do that. Nice. It's also got a little light around it that you can use mm-hmm. as the nightlight, right? So, yep. so that's great. That's great. Got it in. Super excited. All I wanted to do was I wanted to connect that skill to Alexa, which, you know, okay. the terminology for those that are on Alexa, you connect skills and the skills are based off of the companies that it's going to work with. So mm-hmm. Wemo, uh, uh, Casa, all of that, you go and say, well, I want to put the Acora skill on Alexa, which means that it ne- it's going to recognize the Acora hub. It's going to recognize anything that's plugged into it or connected to it. And sure enough, it did right away. It noticed and said, hey, you've got a, a hub, and mm-hmm. it looks like you've got a button. Okay. The problem is everything's yeah, everything's going well, right? Until you realize that there is no way, um, or at least no way that I've found yet, to have that button create something in Alexa's routines to happen, which was the whole purpose, right? Press a button, and it goes and says, I'm going to do your Alexa routine, Right good night or good morning, whatever it is that I have set up, but it would not allow that to happen. Um, so it's, it's basically a one way scenario. So there's a, a core skill, but I believe the core skill is so that Alexa can control light bulbs and everything else from Macora, but it's not allowing the backwards compatibility, which is the button to control Alexa. So that's a problem. Brian, okay. Well, Brian, every time I hear a problem, uh, I, I, anytime somebody tells me a problem, something they, they can't figure out, I immediately have a web browser fired up. You Google and it. A search. And uh, what's funny is, so I did a search just for your sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you use a Quora button to do an Alexa routine? And uh, that's exactly the search I gave. And there's a page uh, on Reddit of somebody saying, how do you use an Aquara button to do Alexa routine? 
And then yep. the answer is, you can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got me excited there for a minute. I know. But no, now, granted, no. that was two years ago. It was posted yeah. there, but there's not been any update on that. So yeah. I'm shocked that that's not something that would work. Um, well, so here, here's the way it should work, right? Is that, well, a, as it does in every other type of device, like a light bulb and everything else, you go into that particular app, like let's say I'm in Hue, and I name it and I tell it what it is. Okay, this is my bedroom light. This is, you know, all of this. And then since you've connected Alexa to it, Alexa pulls that information and says, cool, now when you tell me to turn on the bedroom light, I know which light to, to send the signal to, right? Mm -hmm. I just assumed that these buttons would have that similar yeah. way of going back and forth. But, you know, if you go in the Aquora app, which is not great, by the way. I really get no, frustrated no. with that one. No, but, no, no. Um, once you get it all synced, it says, okay, great, we have a button. And it says, do you want to do automation? And I'm like, cool, yes, I want to do automation. And it's like, great, you don't have any automations to set up because you don't have any equipment. And it, so it doesn't recognize the equipment that is the rest of my house, obviously, because well, I mean, it's usually Amazon pulling, right? Yeah. So but if I, mean, I create at least I got a light. Can you at least have the Aquara light change colors? <laughs> oh, I can. I can have the Aquara hub turn its nightlight off and See, on. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, totally, it. that's 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 worth it. it for me. I think yeah, that, that's that is worth that seventy bucks, right? Huh. So so, okay, so these yeah. buttons, the buttons don't tap into Alexa. Can't connect to these devices and see them as being able to relay actions. Or whatever you Yeah, it basically it doesn't take input. Device. It yes. doesn't take input from the device. It takes like information from the device, but isn't taking input for its own commands, is what I'm recognizing. You know, it's 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 like Alan. Um I mean I well now that now that I say this, I don't understand why it can't do it. So my my Sonos, my Sonos system, which is the the speaker system that we have, it has Alexa integrated into it which means I can talk to it and say, you know, Alexa, do whatever. And it sends a command and goes into Amazon and, and makes things happen. So, you know, it has to have a, you know, a two way street available. Um, but it, uh, it, but it's not allowing these buttons to work, uh, these third party buttons to work. So, okay. well, look, uh, let me, let me say one thing first. Yep. It's, it's possible. There is a way to do it, but, it's obviously not not clear out of it's the box. It's not built in. It it's is not, not built, built in. in There's probably some quirky, weird way you could you could make it happen. I'm sure there is. Well, but I would imagine I'd have to have a second piece. It's like, hey, I want to integrate maybe. with this and make this happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Acora does integrate with Sonos, which maybe yeah. I could try to do a back end and say, okay, now when I do this click, make this happen with the Sonos, which makes <laughs> this happen with <laughs> Alexa. I don't. Yeah, know. but yeah. but here but here was here was my come to Jesus moment, right? When yeah. I figured that wasn't going to work, and I'm in the Aquora app, and it has two setting buttons. One is smart speaker, and that's where you can choose Alexa or Google integration. That's where I was getting stuck. And then the other one is HomeKit. Yeah. And now the HomeKit it does what it's interesting is it's supposed to do of the allow me to copy back and forth what your home setup is. So when you say integrate, it's saying, oh, cool. Now we're going to give this information to HomeKit and HomeKit's going to give us information back and we're going to know what to do. Now, I still couldn't get that to work out to have a Quora 
actually show all of my things that were in home, which it looked like it should to do an automation, but I didn't have to because no, when it, I went into home kit, it came in. Yeah, it came that's in. It's where it happened. There. It doesn't yeah. pull, it doesn't pull all those devices into the Aquora app. What it does it, is when you, it's supposed to it, though. Mm, I've well, never like if, do that. well, if you look in there and you say the sync and it gives you two options. So do you want to sync from home to Aquora or do you want to sync from Aquora to home? And I clicked both and it still says, Oh, don't have any home devices. So yeah, anyway, which I never want to use really the Aquora. Weird. I never want to use a Quora app anyway. No, I never want to use many of these apps other than so that I mean um all right. So, so anyway, got so I got it saw in. all the home kit. When you saw home kit as a yep. option right out of the box, you're like, okay, well maybe maybe this is the sign that you ought to start right. dipping your toe over here and seeing if you can make this work. Right. Right. And okay. If that would allow me to work in concert with having Alexa still do everything, but have yeah. this button go through HomeKit to just do that thing, right? Maybe set up the good night and the good morning. I would say, and that's all. Set up that same right? routine in HomeKit. In HomeKit, right? Okay. Which right. means every one of those lights I want to turn off and turn on have to then be in HomeKit. Yeah. There's the dilemma, yeah. right? I have lots of things throughout the house that are not HomeKit compatible. Okay. However, Alan, we talked about before this ta-da moment that we can use a, another service, which I know you presented, uh, I don't know, probably a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, that you were using called HomeBridge. And for, to remind people, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Alan, uh, started using it recently, but. It is a um, it is software that can run that then converts the signals that it's getting from non HomeKit um, devices and mm -hmm. changes them into a HomeKit uh, enabled signal that something that HomeKit can recognize. So it's Correct. basically saying, well, you speak to us and we will spit it out in a different way so that HomeKit can understand. So it's a workaround right. to get your other devices to be recognized by HomeKit. Correct. Mainly because, and I think the reason this was built up is because HomeKit was one of those platforms where you got a lot of great devices being made out in the marketplace, but only a fraction of them were HomeKit compatible. So right. open source community created this HomeBridge platform where you can run a piece of software on at your home as long as it's running on a 24 hour a day uh, computer or nas or system or something where it's always up and running and as long as you have it running it is listening on your home network all the time for whatever devices you've registered with it and it will basically allow those devices then to show up on your home kit as icons just like any other home kit device as long as you right. get it configured right so yeah that's the idea of it um it is a free service it's a free piece of software you mm -hmm. download it and you install it and once you install it it's a pretty quick and easy to run the challenge is just making it work <laughs> i mean you can get it turned on it's but yeah. it doesn't do anything until you start adding what's called plugins to it and things that allow it to work with these other devices. That's where things can get a little hairy. Um, yeah. Let me show you because I know I, I know I showed a screenshot or showing what Homebridge looked like last year. And it's a, uh, it's a little daunting. So I get it. Uh, when it people can, see it. can be. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Yeah. So here, here is when you run home kit or Homebridge. this is, 
this is what you see. And yes, a lot of people I know this, this, their, their brain shuts down right now. And I get it. <laughs> um, it's a little daunting. It, it, it's really not as daunting as it makes it look, but um, yeah, Homebridge is a, a service when you, when you install it and you let it run, it's, it's doing all this code stuff here to let you know what it's doing, but it's not really where you have to pay a lot of attention to this code. And they give you some nice dashboard stuff up here too. But really the key with Homebridge, as you know, Brian, is really the plugins. And that's where you're adding plugins to allow it to work with different devices. So for example, I've got a Lutron uh, uh, a light switch in my house that it works with HomeKit, but it came with a little little extra remote that um, the idea is that you could put this little extra light switch remote somewhere else on another wall and it would control that same original light switch. It kind of acts as an extra remote, which is nice, but I don't have a need for that. So this has been sitting around, but then I found out with Homebridge, you can actually get a plugin to configure this to make it do anything else on HomeKit you want it to do. So I can actually have this now as a button to turn on or off things somewhere else in the house, any other HomeKit devices. But that's what Homebridge does is allows you to work with those devices. You just got to find the right plugin and get it configured and set up. And then in theory, it should work. But Brian, I'm kind of anxious to hear <laughs> your take on that because I just summed it up to make it sound pretty easy but it's honestly not it can be it can be pretty difficult so yeah well i i would say i i did not have too much trouble setting homebridge up um okay. and just to you know alan you're you said you're running yours on a on your nas system or, yeah my synology okay. nas mm -hmm. yeah so our synology alan and i both have uh the same kind of backup uh backup system where we you know, store all of our files and have kind of at our own home internal server. But what makes it a server and that it actually has a processor and it can run things, it can run programs and do things. So, uh, so I decided to install this on my, on my NAS as well, set it up. Uh, I think it worked just fine initially got Homebridge yeah. going. Mm -hmm. It was up to up pretty quick. Now it's, it's not the easiest of things to do for someone who's not comfortable with, you know, doing some terminal commands and that sort yeah, of thing, right? Sure. There are some things where you, but luckily there are plenty of web pages out there that will say, here are the 20 step-by-step -step things. And if you mm -hmm. just follow them, go through it, it yeah. all works just fine. Um, so mine is, mine is up and running. Uh, very happy about that. And then, uh, so Homebridge is going. And then the, the plugins, right? The plugins are a little challenging. The you go and search and say now. Now realize what we're what we're talking about here. So I set up Homebridge, and and the reason I did it is I want all of my devices that are non HomeKit compatible. I need them to be able to come through here and get spit out as HomeKit. Um, so first first thing I did was I went to to HomeKit. Uh, on my on one of my devices and tried to see what does it recognize already because I wasn't really sure what was HomeKit accessible yeah. uh, or compatible, and I found that not many things were not many things in my house were HomeKit compatible. So um, so that told me I needed to go look around the house and figure out what are all the lights and things that I have that uh, are not showing up naturally or natively through HomeKit. 
and find out what company they're for. So, for example, Hue, you know, Hue, Hue light bulbs, uh, they were not showing up uh, effectively early on. Uh, Casa, my Casa plugs, my um, uh, some of the others that I had. Um, oh, that might have been the big ones. Um, oh, and my Wise, my Wise. Um, uh, I have a uh, a switch, a dual a dual switch uh, that's Wise that I have outdoor lights on. So within each one of those, I needed to go and see if there was a plugin that would work for that particular company. And that's the way I went about it. So as Alan has here, the like the second one, uh, Lutron, he probably went in and typed Lutron and tried to see what came up. Right now, he just did Wise and did the same idea um, and tried to see how many, how many different plugins are there that claim to help you use your Wise products. And Alan, I don't know if you have much experience with using non-verified stuff or if you always default to verified. I I was trying to default to verified stuff because I figured that at least they had confirmed it uh, somewhat to, to run. So yeah, with that first one, just you know, you click install and then you look to see whether or not it's going to work, whether some of those things start to pop up. So um so as Alan's going through here, he's clicking install. It's doing its backend uh, development. Um, and then it it does ask you to do some settings here, which in my case with Wise, it was, I have to put my username for Wise, by the way, for Wise account, my username and my password so that when it goes out there, it's going to be able to access those um, uh, all of my, uh, my devices that are found on my account. So... So it did that. That all worked. That came back. Uh, the one thing that doesn't work, and we can talk about this a little later about why, but the cameras that I have do not show up. They show up as camera. They show up as devices, yeah. but they do not show up as cameras. They show up that, as uh, like plugs or something like that. Right. And I think that's the uh, HomeKit secure video um, format. I think is it, it does not there's a there's a different standard that has to be applied to video camera footage to work in HomeKit. So I think, I think that's it's, where uh, biggest it's RT, thing RTSP, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which yeah. basically means you have to turn that camera into a camera that produces its signal on the web, like, like streamable. I think right. that's what, what it means. You're turning, you're turning your camera into a streamable camera, not, not just an internal Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Wise, that app can see it right now, can use it. It's saying, we're going to give it an IP address and we're going to put it out there. And then you can go in and you can manually say, well, I want to point to this particular camera at this IP right. address and you should be able to do it. That's 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 not that big of a concern to me um, because I don't mind using the Wise app for our, ca- for our cameras. That's the only thing yeah. I use it for. Right. The sure. only thing I use that app for is cameras and I'm totally fine at the notifications work well, everything's good. So that, that was just a, a dive where I thought it'd be kind of cool to see if I could get it to work. But the other things, uh, Hugh, um, actually let me see Alan what the plugins I have going. I have, um, Oh, it's spinning. I know I have, I know I have wise. I have, let's see, I have, uh, Hugh, I have TP-Link, I have Wiz, W-I-Z, which I have a couple of light bulbs, which is basically a cheap 
version of Hue, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were even connected, I believe, but it had to get a separate one for that. I have Wise, I have uh, Wemo, and I have MyQ. I put MyQ, which is oh, my yeah. garage door, um, right. which unfortunately it could not get still to work effectively. But yeah. um, so each of those, they allowed, once I installed them, and then of course restarted my home bridge every time and just to restart the the oh, yeah. uh, the system, then I look over to see, is it coming in on the HomeKit? Does HomeKit recognize it? And off we go, right? Then you're able to see a lot of these things coming in. So I would say for anybody who feels good about HomeKit, meaning you can pull HomeKit up or Home, the Home app, and you're a Mac person, you see it and you say, oh my gosh, this is great. I love using this and I want to use these other things. And you have the capability of doing HomeBridge. I think it's great. I think that works really, really nicely. I don't know how stable it's going to be. I don't know how often I'm going to have to go in and update you know, firmwares or anything like that. But um, right now it seems to work pretty well. Um, yeah. Just to, to kind of show a little proof and concept here, what we're talking about. You know, I showed you in the home bridge, I had the Cassetta, the Lutron Cassetta plugin yep. to work with this little guy right here. And so now you're seeing on the screen that little kitchen, kitchen Pico, that is, that is this now in there. If I were to go in here and actually see the setting, it just pops up. Once I installed it in Homebridge and got the right plugin, that device just showed up, popped up in my HomeKit as a as a device. And if I look at it, I can go down to the bottom and see that it shows that Lutron's the manufacturer, which is good. But if I look at the bridge, it is using the Homebridge to mm. connect to it. So that's where this is coming from. But now I can configure this switch just like a HomeKit device. So that's in theory nice. how yep. it all should work, you know? Yep. And yep. Brian, you mentioned some vendors that you were getting some plugins for. Uh, everybody listening, just keep in mind, some of th- those vendors, some of their products they make are HomeKit compatible. It just right. so happens Brian has versions that are not HomeKit compatible. Older so, ones, yeah. 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 Some for of the example, older ones are not, yeah, yeah. are not. Well, I mean, for example, number. I've got, you know, the MyQ garage doors, you know, but that's because I specifically got went and bought one of the MyQ garage door openers that were HomeKit compatible already. And didn't you buy the hub or something? You mm-hmm. had to buy the yeah, the yeah. MyQ hub, right? Which is what yeah. I don't have. So that was not yeah. gonna work. But so anyway, so I'd say about twenty percent of these items are ones that I'm are not native from... HomeKit. They are switches okay. I've pulled in. My projector, my sound system, all are routing through HomeBridge um, because they're not native HomeKit apps to work nice. with. So, yeah. So, okay, so that part I think has gone. Yeah. Yeah. That part. That part I thought was good. I mean, I, I do. If you're, if you don't mind getting your hands dirty a little bit and looking into um, using something like HomeBridge, and if you have a server or if you have a um, uh, Raspberry Pi that you have set up somewhere that you don't mind having running all the time. Because do keep in mind, if this thing stops running, if I were to unplug my server, it no longer sends that signal. So therefore, I can right. no longer control those lights other than if I still had Alexa going. Um, now, some people some people have a computer dedicated to doing nothing but like yeah. their media server their or their playback of on their TV. You know, that's the device they use. That's a good one to install it on because, again, it's going to be on all the time. As long as your computer is yep. on your network and on all the time, then you can install HomeBridge on it. 
but it is better to run it on a either more dedicated little device. Raspberry Pi is a good one. Or as uh, Brian mentioned, you know, of course, if you have a a NAS, a network attached storage like we do, that is that has an operating system built into it, then you can install it there and it runs. And it's, yeah. That's kind of ideal because it gives it a lot of horsepower. I'd be afraid of running it just on some little computer right. uh, to make sure it's going to keep up with everything okay. So. Well, not only just the horse, horsepower. I mean, this thing is, the, these NAS systems are made to run all the time. Like they are, they are designed to run all the time. They're designed to let you know if it's not running correctly. Yeah. Um, Alan, I shared a screen with yep. you really quickly. And this yep. is, this is, I just wanted to show you, this is in Homebridge. These are the devices I've been able to right. send through home, uh, through yeah. Homebridge. So you can see the top line up there. There's a wise, well, the wise buds. I don't know. It's so funny. Wise, the headphones that I have show up in the wise app. So therefore they show up here and you just have to ignore them and tell them, okay, yeah. that's nothing I can turn on and off. But right. some of that stuff, the upper string lights, the lower string lights, those are wise. Uh, the the sensors, the bar sensor and all of that, sliding door sensors, those are wise. Um, pendant light and family room lamp. So several of these are from like Casa. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was able to get all of these in. They pulled in, they show up now on the, uh, the home kit. Good. Except there's a big step here that <laughs> I'd love to take a diversion in, if, if we can and talk about HomeKit for a minute because yeah. setting HomeKit up was not the easiest thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. And it may be uh, something that others may run into that I want to I want to kind of go through for sure. a quick yeah. second if like you don't mind. Your, so. Go ahead and it's time to time to bash on HomeKit. Okay. Go ahead and do it. Well, let me let me so let me let me talk through HomeKit. And I'm gonna Alan, I'm gonna show you a different screen because sure. yeah. um because I want you to see my home kit, which uh should show up there. Okay. Yep, we got it. Okay. All right. So this is on an iPad. Um and I'll tell you why that had to had to happen here shortly. But um, so HomeKit uh, for me worked pretty well. You know, the app is already built in. You open it up and if you create a home and say, this is, you know, this is my new home and here's all the things that it can see and they start pulling it in. You make uh, you make rooms on the home and say, you know, I have these different rooms and every device that I bring in, I sign it to a particular room, right? All of these things. All that was pretty good. Once I got um, HomeBridge going, I started pulling it in. Here was the issue, Alan. You remember the the little clicker that I bought? And mm -hmm. the whole reason I jumped the home kit was because <laughs> this clicker wasn't working. The Asana Quora button. Yeah. Correct. Got it. So the mini switch. Yep. So it shows up, right? It came over uh, in because it is home, uh, home kit enabled already. So it shows mm -hmm. up and says, great, we have this hub. We also have this button that's attached to it. Great. They brought those in. And when I clicked on the button to do something with it, it said, you need to have a home hub, right? You need to have a home hub in your house to, in order to use this. Now, home hub for Apple is mm -hmm. either your Apple TV or an mm -hmm. Apple uh, home pod, right? It right. uses either the home pod or your Apple TV as its hub. It's kind of its gateway to I take I think you can through. use an iPad as well. Oh, it I can? So. Okay. I think so. I think it I can, did, yeah, it I didn't can. see that as an option, but but yeah, uh, maybe. Um, so here's where the interesting thing happened, right? So Alan, I don't know if you know, but home uh, 
HomeKit just went through an upgrade recently where mm -hmm. it allows now you to share your account with other people, right? Which it wasn't doing before, or at least wasn't supposedly, uh, I think, doing as well. Plus it adds matter, okay, to yeah, its, yeah. its system, mm -hmm. right? Which is what we want. So, okay. So here I, I'm on my phone. I'm in the home app. I'm seeing several devices come into my home, okay, because of HomeBridge. Yep. I um, I try the button, try to click on it so I can assign it some tasks or uh, a setup in there. And it says you need to have uh, a, a home bridge or you need to have a, a home hub. <clears throat> so then I realized, well, okay, I've got Apple TVs and I thought I had them turned on as hubs already. So I look in my Apple TV, look in the settings, go to HomeKit, and it says, oh, this is in the living room. So I'm saying, oh, great. So the Apple TV is in the living room. So I'm assuming it's my hub already. I'm looking at my app, and it's not showing it in the living room, right? And then I realize, well, your home hub, which is my Apple TV, has to be logged in as the main user of that Apple TV has to be logged in with the same Apple ID as the home app that you're using. So my home app, this is, this is where the trouble uh, comes about. And I'm guarantee I'm not the only one that has this situation, but my wife and I have separate Apple IDs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have our Apple IDs so that we can keep some of our stuff separate. We have the same Apple ID we actually use hers for media and purchases. So anything that music, I didn't want to have to have my own music and her own music. We want to share music. So luckily, Apple does allow you to sign in on a device as an Apple ID and then sign in in a different account for purchases if you want. So, right. And that's what I've always done on my phones is I have one account, my Apple ID, which is where I store things and have access to my settings. She has hers, but then we both use this her Apple ID as the purchases because that's the one that we um, have bought music through for years and all of that. So it won't allow me to use home on my phone because I'm in a different Apple ID than what is on the Apple TV. The Apple TV, which is, of course, where the purchases and everything, we needed that to be on hers. All right. So to get around that, I would have to, one, I'd have to go get my wife's phone and then set up home through her phone, right? Say, all right, I'm setting up a new home. Make sure that it connects then with the Apple TV. The Apple TV is the hub. All's good, right? Well, my wife's out of town, so I don't have her phone access at all. Mm -hmm. So I figure, well, what am I going to do? I will turn my iPad. I will change to her Apple ID on the iPad. Currently it's on mine, but I, mm -hmm. I already had it there for purchases. So I said, well, I'll just wipe, go ahead and make it right now. We'll make it just so I can set things up. Okay. So I did that worked pretty well. Uh, once I got that set up uh, as on that Apple ID, then I pulled up uh, HomeKit again, made sure that the Apple TV was showing up already, which means that great, it's on the same system. Then I go in and then say, great, I need to add that Aquora. So I said, add, and then it pops up and says, well, you need to be an administrator to do this. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, why am I not an administrator? Because I'm on the Apple ID that just created this house or this home, and I'm already uh, in there on the hub. Could not figure out why I had to restart, like several times I had to restart the Apple TV, I had to restart the iPad, um, I had to go and create yet another 
uh, home, okay, finally got it to where, yes, it was showing that I could actually create things and change things that I was the administrator. Um, so that was a, that took a long time, a lot more than it should have. Um, so my word of advice on that piece is if you have multiple Apple IDs and you have like an Apple TV or something that you are using for one person's, uh, account, the default user on the Apple TV needs to be the same as the person who is the owner of your uh, home or home yeah. kit home. Right. Okay. Now, first of all, that's an issue because I don't want my wife to be the owner of the home kit because she doesn't necessarily want to deal with this. Like she doesn't want to be the one having to tweak a lot of things. She's like, Hey, just show it to me and let me play. So here's the issue. Here's the issue. Okay. So, right. okay. If I pull up, so Alan, you're, you're still sharing, right? So yep. if I mm -hmm. pull up right here, yep. you'll see that I can go to home settings. And yep. right now you'll see that Laura is the owner. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I am the resident. So I was able to do that by inviting her, inviting myself into the account. Now, first time I did that, it also said, you have to be administrator. You can't do this. And I had to go through kind of going back and forth with it and finally got it to where I could invite someone. But when you invite someone, the only thing that person can do is see your home uh, equipment. So it can pull up the home page, the, just like mm -hmm. we were showing a second ago. I can pull up this page on my phone. Yeah. I can turn everything on and off. I just can't add anything. I can't change um, anything. I can't change the setup here. Can right? you go back to your go back to that list yeah. again of the the people, and now go to go to you. Yep. Oh, so the add edit okay. accessories you would toggle on, which I did not catch. Oh, look at that! See, this is why I'm on the couch for you right now. Right? This is all. This is what's helping me here. Should I? Where do I? I'm, where do I need to send invoices to? I'm not sure <laughs> if they go to your home address or if you get them. Okay. So yeah. Awesome. So, so I'm right, the admin you, now. But so now look, you're right in that you do need to think about when you're setting this all up which Apple ID account you're going to be setting it up on. Because, because you're doing right, this Laura, would not have worked with the hub. It could still not look, work with the hub. And Laura is still it, yeah. set up as the owner, and I don't think there's a way to change that. Unless you right. get rid of everything and bomb it and start over again. Right. You can at least make you an admin, which you just did, which at least allows you from, if you have any devices already, you can go in and add things on there. That's good. But it is quirky. Look, I, I went through tons of issues. Uh, we had the same kind of issue for a while. I had a random Apple TV in our house that kept creating its own home with my wife's Apple ID account mm, that I could yep. never get them to come together and like I could never get it to go away and her just to default into ours. It was it's it's not it's not easy. So um well this was my third or fourth home that I had to create. Yeah. Like right. when something wasn't working I'd say well delete the home and let's start again. All right, right. create a new home. Eventually I had to create it under her account. Yeah. And again, so the other thing I could have done if you're in this situation, which I definitely did not want to do, was I could have had the Apple TV default to my Apple ID. Yeah. Uh, the Apple TV's ID would have been sure. sure. But the problem is that doesn't have my purchase. It doesn't have the settings yeah, yeah. and things that we use as a family. So that was where that one was going to be anyway. So I had to go through hers. Now, luckily, thank you. Now I can be an admin, so at least I can tweak these things. Yes, um, you're can. still, yeah, still going to have the issue of 
you know, if I were to, let's see. Okay, so this is good, right? So Homebridge is still sending stuff in. Mm -hmm. uh, the Apple TV is going to stay on her account. Um, do you know if there's anything that's different about a owner versus an administrator? I don't. Okay. I, I think the owner switch where it starts, right? You probably I think the owner can basically something. just like delete the home or and something like that. Probably that, can. Yep. Yeah. But I think you can add as an administrator, you can add any device, you can add rooms, I believe. You can assign things to room. I mean, you can do everything, I believe, from the home automation side. Okay. That's that an good. admin can do. Yep. Yeah. So so that's good. That'll that'll help the going forward a little bit, not uh, have to go through, uh, you know, her device in order to make all these things happen. Sure. Um, the other piece that I had some problems with, um, because I was adding that Aquora mm -hmm. and it didn't work the first time and I had to re-add it again on a new home, it mm -hmm. started also seeing duplicates of everything. Like it started mm -hmm. showing me two of the same thing. So you'd yeah. have to go in and figure out, well, which one is this really talking for and the other one get rid of it like remove it right so you're i'm often getting some duplicates of things and go back up to your that little uh the little dot up in the top right corner yep for me okay. yeah got so it, right now it's just seeing one home it's Term. just seeing one home that device yep. is just seeing one home which is correct okay. correct right. yeah i had to i deleted the other homes okay because they were they were certainly causing me some issues um yeah having multiple homes. So sure. So that part, that part was right. good. Um, now what I can do I here, I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's, uh, let's do this real quick, Alan. I'll yeah. just check while we're here. Um, Cause the big question we had was about, can you have these two systems handling the, the exact same uh, mm -hmm. devices? So I have a light back behind me. Okay. It's here under, office right so mm -hmm. the office lamp it's off right now so of course if i click it you'll see the lamps on behind me right click yep. it off okay now i'm going to pull up the uh alexa app yep. and i'm going to tell it so alexa turn on the office lamp For those of you listening on the audio podcast, nothing Alexa, is happening. Turn on the office lamp. We are watching this. Ah, right? okay. oh, there it and is. The light did not just it just came on. The light is on. I okay, repeat. let me try it. Let me try it again. Light, <laughs> light, is, light is off. <laughs> try it again. Alexa, turn off the office lamp. Okay. Okay. So she did that. And let me just on. go right now back over the, here. Just watch the home kit. Does it actually register? Is it a, yep? Oh, so we well, no, I just, I just did that. I just did that. Oh, you did that. So I want to so see. Here's the, kit. let's, let's try this. We'll update and, uh, in the status, even though it was right. not the one that controlled it. Alexa, turn off the office lamp. Okay. Hmm. See, it needs to pull in that status as well, because if not, right. right now, HomeKit thinks that lamp is on. So I'm wondering, let me just go up here and do a little, like, will it? Oh, so there, oh. there, there, it okay. finally synced up. It finally Look, synced and up. I will so say, HomeKit takes a few moments sometimes to update yep. status. It's it's not as speedy with that as I'd like for it to be, but it is reading the status. So it sees that you turned the light off with Alexa. 
it's still registering it as an off on HomeKit, which is good. Yeah. Which means now you can say turn it on on HomeKit, and good. it still it would work as well. Good. And I was just noticing. I mean, this this one is one of the ones that's on HomeBridge. Okay. Which right. would explain having another minute or two, uh, or not a minute, a few seconds Possibly. as well, right? Yeah. I, because well, it has to go and maybe sync it up. Yes and no, too. but I'll tell you, HomeKit just sometimes is has its own thing. Is though. a little is not as on the refreshing of status. Like I can. Yep. I can watch lights go on in my backyard on a timer and I can sit there and look at my screen on my phone, on my home kit screen and wait 10, 15 seconds, you know, before, before I it see it actually up. change the status on the screen. So um, it's doing it. It's just I mean, this not is good. As quick with it. Yep. So this is good. And as you can see, what I had to do was, of course I can't use my Alexa good night Right, uh, scene, right, scene, because they right. had to create a new scene that does the exact same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You can yeah, see that I had a scene here that just everything off goes everything. off, everything yeah. goes off, right? Okay. Um, so I did that and then was able to add this button here, the mm -hmm. bedroom button, which was the, the little button, and yeah. uh, have it set up for a single press is good night, and then double press what I wanted to do on the bedside it was okay let's say i can need to get up in the middle of the night to go take the dog out mm -hmm. do a double click and i want a light down the hall to turn on and i want the outdoor light to turn on so that no stumbling here we go right it's from okay. that same button so i have those two things the back porch and the record table light turning on mm -hmm. with a double good. click um nice. yeah so this is good i mean i'm, I'm hopeful that continues so it's like i get nervous right because i've got three things going on i've got home bridge that it needs to work and stay active home kit that needs to be updated and Alexa that needs to continue to know these things and the naming of them. Right. I don't know if the naming automatically syncs, probably not. Right. I mean, it comes, some of them come over from the app, right? This is yeah. one of the things to keep in mind, right? I've, I've set some of these lights up as, you know, upper string light somewhere, but if it's not set up as upper string light, in the application that I'm bringing, like Wise. So I named it there in Wise, and great, it came here just fine. But if I named it in Alexa, which I do a lot of these, I've named them all there, they're not coming over. That's not so you have to rename. Yep. yep, you have to rename. So, of course, having a, my spouse in the same house who doesn't want to deal with a lot <laughs> of these inconsistencies, I need to make sure they're all the same. So she can either say it or she can see it. And she knows which is which, and they all need to be lining up. So, so you're talking about basically having two platforms running in tandem on the same devices that you need to make sure they're basically in sync with each other, even though they're not technically yep. in sync. you got to make sure the names are the same on every device. So really, you could be using HomeKit for any kind of automation, for any kind of scripting or actions. But you've also got vocal um with Alexa, Alexa. That you've got devices yep. already all over the place to capture Alexa information. Because yep. eventually, sure, right. we, we may swap those out for the uh, the Apple, you know, yeah. Apple smart speakers or something like that. But well, I don't want to. If all it is is taking my voice, I don't want to change that. Yeah, I like it as long it as you just well. if you create a routine or automation on one, you just need to replicate yep. it on the other one as well with the same device names. And in theory, let me just check work. one more one more piece here, Ellen. Right, yeah. one more step in the process, which is. My phone, if I tell my phone, hey, Siri, uh -huh. turn on the office lamp. 
There we go. So now we've got voice that I could go either direction, right? I could go yep. Alexa or I could go um, Siri. And the same thing can be controlled, assuming that I have similar names and kind of use that in the same Similar way. names. And I, I, you would also need the same rooms set up in case you ever have a voice command to say, hey, play this in this room or turn off this in this room. Just you mm. know, that may yeah, be something good. else to consider. That's good. Saying if you're going to create the same yep. exact platform on both sides, just have the same device names and the same rooms. Right. And of course, the same names of your routines or, or scenes. So, and you know, the interesting part here, Alan, is that that office lamp. So that in Alexa is named office lamp. Mm -hmm. That is the name of the device. This one I just named lamp, lamp. but it's in the office. So therefore, the same that, yeah. word is going to mm -hmm. going to do it right. So you kind of have That's to right. recognize how you have them set up. But yeah, yeah. So so far, I think this is exciting for me. Um, because I would love to move towards this. This look is great, right? I would love to have maybe an iPad one day that sits on, you know, the beds or the uh, couch well, side table and controlling. And I, I don't want to dip too deep into rumors, but they keep talking about that supposedly two things I've heard of. One is a almost like a, uh, a mini iPad that's really just more of a status screen type of device. Yep. That would be perfect for home kit operations and all. The other one is putting a screen on a home pod or to make it like an Amazon show type of device. So you could actually have a smart speaker with a screen on it. I think if they could roll those two things out or, or get those out there, that starts to make the whole home kit ecosystem. I think a, a pretty viable one. Cause yeah. one of the things right now that's hard to compete against is that, the Alexa speakers and the Alexa voice uh, command boxes are inexpensive. They've been around for a while. A lot of people have them, you know, it's hard to go and justify replacing them with $99 HomePod minis, you know, everywhere right. you go, you just can't do it. I yeah. mean, I love the HomePod mini, but I can't, uh, I don't want to go and put one in every house in my room, my every room in my house as much as I'd like to. It's just, I'm not going to spend that money for that. So, yeah. um, but if they were, you know, $49, $39 little Amazon or Alexa pucks, I probably would put them in every room. So they've yeah. got to work on how they get a, a cheap device that can go in the rooms. That's when I can start seeing them siphon them off some of that Alexa uh, uh, platform yeah. work. So, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. so can I show you just because I, I like showing people that are getting into the home kit world and I just like showing yeah. them a couple, one or two really quick things. I know we're running over an hour, but I want to, you you talked for a lot a lot of it. I've had to sit here quiet for most of it, so I'd like <laughs> to talk for a minute. <laughs> That's okay. I know you will. I know you will. Yeah. Yes. So um, the thing I want to show you really quick, uh, just because it's it's a it's a thing I think that tripped me up when I was working with HomeKit initially, is that okay? So if you have a device, and I'm just going to go to that same little uh, switch that I've got here, um. By default, things that I add new from like HomeKit or something else, try to throw it in a default room if I don't specifically add it. Yeah. So default room is where I kind of, that's like my staging room. That's where I'm like got devices I'm still working on configuring or experimenting with or whatever. But if I take this shortcut, this little, um, the little button I've got, and I want it to do something. So the easy thing to do in HomeKit is you say, hey, single press, 
And yeah, I wanted to turn on this scene that I already had set up. Okay. But if you wanted to do something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more robust than just on or off uh, something you've got in your, in your home network, you can actually go and let me do this where you go to choose your devices that you want to control down at the very bottom is the little button that's called convert, convert to shortcut. Okay. Mm which I don't know why it's hidden down here at the bottom. I don't know why they don't make this more clear on what this is for, but this is where you would go in and you can create an actual automation, like a uh, shortcut, like the Apple shortcuts that we have that you have access to on your Mac or other, other uh, device. This is where you can even go in and create a little routine, almost like a, if then something, and you can have it do multiple things, almost like a scene, but with a little more control in it. So just to let you know, there is a button down there to use for that converting to a shortcut. Hmm. And what that does, it overrides whatever devices you were going to use. And it just uses this shortcut to control. But for example, what I've done for this button, okay, is if I say, okay, I want to set it to where if I press it, I want it to see if the lights are already on. And if they are, I want them to turn the lights off with a single press. If the lights are off, I want the single press to turn them on. Now there's no way to do that in HomeKit natively just with the the actions that you saw. You have to tell it, turn this device on or off and that's your only options. But what I did with a shortcut is I can say, all right, I'm gonna go, um, so I wanna tell it to turn the theater lights on, but I need to add an if then statement in there. So this is goes into a little bit of scripting, but I typed in, I wanna look for an if, so there's my if statement, and I can drag these around. So I'm going to say if, um, and it, if I choose the input, it says, all right, I can choose something in my home. So I'm going to say, all right, if um, my den lights, I'm going to say these den backlights. All right, and one of my den lights is called King Kong, so that's why it pulled up the King Kong name. But if it's on, then... And I'm going to click and drag this over here, then set theater lights to, um, actually, let me do it the other way. If it's off, if that light is off, then turn my theater lights on. Okay. Otherwise, and now I need to do another control my home. Otherwise, set, and I'm going to choose that same den backlights and I want to turn them off. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I want to do the uh, theater, the whole theater lights. Sorry, I got the wrong one. Let me go back. I want to do theater lights on. So if King Kong is off, okay. then you uh, set the theater again. lights to on. Yep. All right, if it's off, I want them to turn on. Otherwise, I want theater lights off. Okay, that's right. So I can say, then I do theater lights off. And I'm going to put that right there. Okay? So that's what that button's now going to do on a single click. If, if the light is off, when I click it, then I want it to turn the lights on. But if the lights, obviously otherwise, meaning otherwise they're already on, then I want it to turn them off. 
And that's mm. now my action on this. So if I say next, it shows me that, hey, I'm going to do this little shortcut whenever you do a single press now. Nice. Okay. So when I do that, and hopefully I program that right, it does. You know, it took me a few attempts to make sure you get the, the logic right on it. But you can see the lights behind me if I do my single click. Yeah, it's slow. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, that's one thing I have a beef with is the shortcuts. When you add a shortcut to it like that, it takes a couple extra seconds. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's going uh, through a script. Yeah. Single click. I just hit it. And here in a couple seconds, it does come on. Nice. So it works. It's not speedy. And that is a common complaint people have with HomeKit shortcuts is that they're not the fastest in responding. But it does work if you, you know, if you want to extend the use of a single button or switch or click, you can actually have it run a whole shortcut with if then statements and all those uh, things, things it's checking. But that little button's just nestled all the way at the bottom of the list when hmm. you're choosing your devices. But you got to go to convert to shortcut and it will create a shortcut automation for you that way. So nice. Just a little help. Yeah. So that's no, that's good. That's, um, I mean, especially if you want to get creative, right? And say, if I press this, but this other factor is happening, like it is, you know, if I press, so let's say, if I'm going down to my uh, movie room, mm-hmm. if I press this button and nothing's on, then I want all of these to come on. But if I press this button and two things are already on, then I don't want maybe, maybe I'm, maybe all I want is the TV to come on, right? It's right. like maybe I yeah. don't need everything else, right? But, you can kind it's, of do it's the, really good yeah, when if, you want and. things to depend on the state of another device. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you can't really pull that off natively just by the, the native interface on the home kit, but you go into the shortcuts and then you can start to have multiple devices contingency on each other, what their state is. If this and this are at this state, then do this type of thing. So, yeah. And you can yeah, do the if thens cool. about time of day and, and all of that. Right. You can now, now natively you can do obviously your time of day settings just for any singular right. device. And no, but I'm thinking, a, I'm thinking but complex. Yeah, so do. let's say, yeah. let's say uh, my garage connects to that movie room. And if we come in that way, if I say anytime the garage door opens and it's after mm-hmm. seven, seven o'clock go. at night, yep. turn this light on so that when you come into that room, it's already on. Because if yeah. it's not after seven o'clock, then I don't need it to turn on, you know, because I've got light from the outside happening already. So I could do some if thens about whether or not something is going to happen based on the time. So the click plus the time, taking that into account. Um, <laughs> weather. I mean, there's actually mm. some scripting you can do in the shortcut. If you go and just kind of search through the different categories of scripting options you've got. You got some things based on location that you can plug in. You got some things based on um, just website. But yeah, if I did a, I mean, I did weather. So you can actually say, all right, if weather (laughs) is showing this, then do this, this, and this with my devices. You know, I don't know of any way to do that within the home kit without going to the scripting, but you could do it. If there were devices that you wanted to close the windows, uh, close the curtains, if it's mm-hmm. going to be, uh, you know, a sunny outside, or whatever it may be. I don't know. You can come up with that. But knowing that you can go there and really play with that and say, all right, so I want to get the current weather 
And then you do an if then if current weather is at this location is something then do this other thing. Anyway, shortcuts are a lot of fun. They're not perfect. Uh, there's some disconnect between shortcuts you can create on your Mac or phone through the shortcuts app that don't feed into this HomeKit shortcuts, which I don't understand. I would think there'd be a common repository of shortcuts. If you create them in one place, you should be able to access them in others. These pretty much live within the HomeKit once you create them, but they work with all the HomeKit devices and they have all the shortcut extensions to work with other services and things on the web. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's fun to play with. So I definitely recommend you, know, if you, once you get deeper into HomeKit or start playing around with it some more, you can really have some fun with it. And they'll run off of devices that are HomeBridge devices too. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, so. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, it, you know, we have, um, we have a sprinkler system here uh, that we, you know, go in and manually look at the app and we tell it to do you know, certain things that do this zone for 10 minutes, this zone, whatever. So I just, while we were talking there, because you mentioned weather, I was looking in Homebridge to see, is there a HydraWise, which is the kind of system that we're using? And there is. So potentially setting that up so that I could maybe even have the ability to control a certain zone and say, just voice, hey, you know, turn the turn the uh, sprinklers on on this zone for 10 minutes, you know, if there's a way to control that, which would be really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So some neat stuff. stuff. Look, HomeKit gets a little better each time they, they run some updates. I mean, like you said, that latest update, uh, I think it was like 16.2, maybe. I don't remember. Four, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is the one that did the upgrade on the HomeKit, uh, added the matter capability at matter interface. I, I I saw some improvements in reliability. I saw things run a little better. I, I felt like there's less there's less failures. It used to be Brian about every time I'd hop into HomeKit, at least one device was showing up as not accessible, not responding, whatever. It's minimized now. I still get it popping up every once in a while. Sometimes it's just a delay in HomeKit registering a response from it. Occasionally, I do have to go track down that device and reset it or unplug it, plug it back in. I, I do that a lot less than I used to, but I still do it more than I'd like to. Um, so, but I love the interface. I mean, I love how integral it is already tied into the iOS platform in general. So I'm a big fan, uh, but here still, still, still got some quirks to work out. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's got, it's got some things, but I, I'm really happy that even if I never go to, Right now, for me, that I never go to uh, HomeKit to do anything, I can still use this button, right? Which I spend mm-hmm. money on, right? And I don't have to send back now because I know it's constantly going to be um, able to pump in through the uh, the HomeKit version or the the HomeKit app to be able to spit out what I want it to do. So, and it's yeah. not taking away from the Alexa zones and and automations that I already have in place. So mm-hmm. this is great. And if I've got everything in there, then yeah, it could be a lot nicer to go in and set up some if then shortcuts, which can be a lot cleaner than doing it through uh, the uh, the Amazon app as well. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see. It may convert me. I mean, obviously anything that I buy from here on, I will be probably looking for uh, HomeKit compatible. Uh, well, hopefully matter. Hopefully matter say, does it. Definitely. Right? 
I def I'm to the point now I've officially said, look, at this point, if I'm buying new devices, I'm I'm looking for ones that have matter built in because I just right. don't want to deal with any incompatibilities later on and don't have to worry about and I don't want to be focused on whether or not it's got the little home kit icon on it or not. Yep. Um, yep. And luckily there are enough of those starting to roll out right now. So I feel like there's some options out out there for us. Yeah. Good. I think so. Yeah, man. Well, well I, I say welcome to at least a little bit of the home <laughs> kit world. We're glad to have you here. Let me know if I can be of any further assistance. I feel like I solved like one, like one, two one thing. Problems. One, one thing. thing. Is it just yeah. one thing I did this time? Yeah. I feel like I put a softball up there for you though, right? I mean, I, I literally was doing this, you know, up until the time we met. So, you know, I'm sure I would have figured that out on my own in, in right. a few more minutes, sure. a few more minutes, but yeah. But yeah, you're welcome. I put a big softball up there. You knocked it out. That was great. Um, just giving and, me a little uh, validation. Just make me feel good about myself going into the new week and just say, look, I, you know, I, I, I may be not knowing what I'm doing in my job all week. I may be feeling like I'm floundering sometimes as a father. But by God, <laughs> I helped my brother uh, fix his one home kit issue on Sunday night. So I'm yes. pretty good with that. You know, well, I'm glad I made your week and everything is... Everything's on the up and up now, right? So, <laughs> it's all it's good. It's all it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Smooth sailing now. All right. Well, Brian, I know we went a little deep dive on some home kit stuff and home automation in general, but a little deeper than we normally do. But if anybody is still listening and with us at this point after all that, and uh, maybe they got some thoughts. Maybe uh, you know, Brian mentioned a couple questions about um we already tested the whole can HomeKit and Alexa devices kind of cooperate and, and control the same device. The answer is yes. We saw that. But maybe anybody else has gone through some of the same things Brian's been going through, kind of trying to integrate two different home environments and use them simultaneously. Are there some problems? Are there some things we need to watch out for? Are there some gotchas? Or just questions about home automation in general since we went kind of deep on it. How can Brian, anybody get a hold of us and talk to us about some of this? Send, send us an email at info at themesh.tv. It's I-N-F-O at themesh.tv. You can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com. Yeah, that's where it is. So let me go ahead and bring this down. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll get together again next week. I think we're about due for a... Brothers and Tech Suggestions time. episode. Yep. Time it's for a bit. That's where Brian and I bring a suggestion of some piece of recommend uh, technology we want to recommend. And uh, I think I got a couple things I can I can recommend. I feel pretty good about. So we'll talk about those. That'll be good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching and or listening. And uh, we will plan to talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.